What does it mean to provide feedback? This is not something we think about daily. And I have seen too many managers using feedback to complain about something or request course corrections. But it seems to me that they don't see the real meaning of feedback. I will share 7 tips to help you improve your feedback moments and in between I will do some callouts to some hidden dangers, so stick around. Leadership means you should have in your toolkit the tools of humanity and empathy. And this weekly show helps you to remember and discover how to be a better leader through insightful conversations. Remember, leadership starts within yourself. I'm your host, Ricardo Cascano, and this is To a More Humane Leadership. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. I want to welcome you to yet another show on our podcast. And today it comes with an invitation, an invitation to think about a real important topic. Feedback. What does it mean to provide feedback? Before diving into the theme, let us recap a different question. What is the real purpose of leaders toward their people? Our people. Our teams. What is the real purpose of a leader? So, our people and our teams, they are not just a bunch of people that we have to produce something for profit's sake. Sure, a manager and a leader need to have the outcome and the team's throughput in mind, but, and even the company's bottom line as well, but everything starts with the people. I really, I strongly believe in that. And I see leadership as something almost sacred, something as an higher calling to help out our people succeed. Our primary and sole purpose as a team leader is to grow our people, enabling them and the entire team for and towards success. I will give you a moment to let that thought sink in. Our primary and sole purpose as a leader is to grow our people, enabling the entire team's success. Now that we have this understanding out of our way, back to the initial subject. What is feedback? Feedback should be a tool to help your people improve. Feedback is a way to show that you care, that you care about the other person, and that means that you, as the leader, need to get out of your comfort zone every time you need to deliver that most needed conversation. Feedback is a way to help the other person learn. Learn something that you see, but he doesn't. You know, that blind spot area that comes from the Johari window. And if you want to know more about the Johari window or how to play with that tool, please go listen to our episode number three. And I believe we can split feedback into three categories. The positive feedback. The positive feedback should be used whenever we want to reinforce some positive attitude, some specific behavior. The constructive feedback. The constructive feedback should be used whenever we want to promote a course correction. This feedback form should be precise, specific, and related to the behavior we want to see improved. 
And finally, the negative feedback. All feedback that is not behavioral or attitude specific is considered negative feedback. All feedback that does not promote any posi possible positive outcome is considered negative feedback. All feedback that does not have the best intention for the other person's growth is considered negative feedback. And this type of feedback should be ditched altogether. I have to stress this one out, so let me repeat. All negative feedback, by the definitions that I provided, should be avoided at all costs. And throughout my career, I have found some managers and people in leadership positions that consider the positive feedback something taken from a fluffy movie. And a simple, good job, well done, was good enough. In fact, I had some conversations with people in leadership positions, from line managers to senior managers, directors and some C-levels, where they said they provide lots of positive feedback. And they really believe in what they were saying. But from that belief to the actual perception of the people we lead is totally different. We, as leaders, need to be more mindful about this subject. When we provide feedback, may it be positive or constructive, we need to be certain that the other party really understood the message. We can't take it for granted and assume that the other person will infer exactly what you said. But back to the positive feedback. In 2005, Professor Andrew Miner reported in a study that it seems there is a ratio between positive and constructive feedback to have a deeper impact on our people's morals and moods. And that ratio is 6 to 1. What does this mean? See it as a bank account balance. We will withdraw 6 from that account every time we deliver constructive feedback. And whenever we provide positive feedback, we will deposit 1. The final goal is always to have a positive balance. For each constructive feedback, it takes 6 positive feedback moments for the person to remember a positive moment. Don't you believe it? How many positive feedback moments do you remember your manager gave you? What was the latest positive feedback you heard? And what about some constructive feedback? What was the last time you had one? That's right. We are tough species. We are really hard on ourselves. If I deliver constructive feedback one day and the following day I share some positive feedback, which one will be lingering on your mind during the following days? We really need to take this ratio into account. Every time we see someone doing something great or having positive behavior, we should point it out as an example. But providing feedback is like an art form. The more you practice and improve, the more natural it becomes. However, this is tricky and a dangerous art form. Because there are some hidden dangers, and I will be pointing out four dangers that I really believe they are crucial with a deadly impact. Danger number one, the sole deliverer. Feedback is a two-way street. As a leader, you should lead by example. This means that if you want your people to really listen to your feedback, 
Show them how to receive feedback like an adult. Demonstrate that you want to have your people's feedback. Ask for it and embrace it. And when receiving feedback, strive to understand the other person's perspective. Ask questions to increase understanding. Don't forget that message isn't only verbal. Observe non-verbal cues. Body language has loads of information. And after asking questions to clarify that message, don't make any assumption. Paraphrase what the other is saying, just to clarify that you understood what was really said. This has two purposes. One is to listen actively, and the other is to have confirmation that, from the other party, that the message you received was understood in its entirety. If the other party doesn't know how to provide feedback, and it is just plain negative feedback, almost like a personal attack, just defer it. While deferring, you can ask yourself what was the specific behavior that triggered that situation. Avoid justifications that will only feed the fire of disagreement. Use the I message. Speak only on your behalf about what you feel. And remember, that the way you proceed is the way you want others to replicate, so seek to make constructive changes in your behavior. That will demonstrate that you really are listening to your people. Any leader should aspire to be a proficient feedback receiver. Danger number two, the public criticism. Constructive feedback should always be delivered in private. If we look into Maslow's hierarchy of personal needs, we find a whole level related to self-esteem. To be publicly criticized is an attack on self-esteem. There's also an entire level dedicated to love and belonging. We are a social species and we strive to belong. So no one enjoys having their status and recognition in peril. Will this make the group kick me out? This is a common thought when we are criticized in public. And if this process keeps repeating itself, even our safety needs can be questioned. Will I lose my job? How delightful is this? Our mind is fantastic. We are the ultimate drama directors. And it is on our hands to minimize all the drama. Just book a meeting room and deliver the constructive feedback in a private setting. Danger number three. The loose-lipped. Okay. You are only the boss, you are not a shrink, nor a priest, but everything you speak in private with your people should be treated as something to keep confidential. Even if the subject is something you want to share with your boss, request permission to disclose the origin. Sometimes it is possible to share the situation without revealing where it started, or the who behind the drama. However, if the situation demands an escalation to your boss or HR, inform the individual so they are aware of it. There is a difference between an escalation and just sharing to request a piece of advice. Have that in consideration. Danger number four, the sandwich. Back in the middle of the 20th century, there was a feedback method well promoted, the sandwich feedback. This practice advised people to present constructive feedback between two positive messages, like a sandwich. We have the ham between two slices of bread. So people started and finished stating something that would boost the other person's ego, and in between, it will have the critic, the course correction message. 
the primary concern was not let the other person too much on the low end. And at the first glance, this seems to do the trick. But remember that feedback is a tool that allows one person to know which way to go. This means we should use feedback both for praise and for course correction. And using the sandwich technique will mix two different messages in the same moment. So consider yourself. You are receiving feedback with that technique. And anytime your boss would be saying something good to you or about you, your mind will jump automatically into fight or flight mode. Wait for it. Wait for it. Because after something good, there's always the but part, the arch message. So respect the other person. Have the other person's needs in consideration. And if you want to give positive feedback, go straight to the point. And if you need to provide some candid feedback, go straight to the point the same. Okay, enough with dangers. So these four will be enough tips to you just not to be a lousy boss. But I want to share with you some more tips because I strongly believe everybody should aim to be the best feedback provider and receiver possible. So let us keep the show running. Tip number one, timely feedback. Many people wait for the ear review to provide feedback. And sometimes the feedback is about something that happened during the first quarter or the first half of the year. How can one expect the other party to remember the situation? That is totally ludicrous. All feedback should be provided in a timely way. When the situation happens, feedback should be provided pronto. Beware of any altered states of mind though. Most of the time when stakes are high, people have their emotional state overtaken. And in those situations, your feedback can wait a day or two. But don't let that linger. A couple days is more than enough. Go provide that feedback. Tip number two. Be ready. Be ready. Prepare yourself. That means checking your emotional state. That means being entirely intentional about what will happen. That means taking real time to process the message you want to deliver. Never forget that you want the best for the person and the team. The person and the group deserve your total commitment. So be ready. Tip number three. Be precise. Your feedback should be precise, specific. What is the behavior that needs to be corrected? or that needs to be repeated. The message must be crystal clear to be effective. Be direct, clear and intentional with it. And ask the other person to paraphrase the message just to clear out any misunderstanding. Tip number four, be mindful of the receiver. Even positive feedback can be harmful. It may seem strange, but it happens sometimes. We are not all the same, so some people are more introverted and prefer to receive positive kudos on an email while others enjoy the public recognition. Know your people and work with that information. Tip number five. Keep a positive bank account. You should push yourself to deliver positive feedback. All people and teams have small victories along the way, so celebrate all accomplishments, no matter their size or impact. If you see someone fully embracing one of the company's principles or values, shout out, way to go, show that you care, show them that you are attentive, 
Show them how you really like them to behave. Keep your bank account balanced, but please, don't count how many positive versus constructive feedbacks you delivered. That should be natural and not a task for an accountant. Tip number six, watch out for hidden bias. I believe this is self-explanatory, but really important. Check out your bias toward gender, race, and whatever reason you may have. You really need to do that introspective work to unlearn all the biases that everybody has. Tip number seven, keep yourself humble. Embrace the fact that you will fail. That is the only way to keep practicing the art of delivering feedback. You will fail. Assume it. Don't be too harsh on yourself. Accept that practice makes perfect, though perfection does not exist. Now it's time to follow the path. Start practicing and be aware of yourself and your impact on others. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing or leaving a review at Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I will be more than grateful for that. And I always appreciate the feedback. So don't be shy, just say hi. I will be more than pleased to read your thoughts about feedback or hear your story about that good or bad feedback moment you had as a provider or receiver. Visit our website morehumaneleadership.com morehumaneleadership.com to find a way to contact me. I wish you a great week and see you next time. Yours truly, Ricardo Castellano.